0: the Chair 2 Leaders podcast with your hosts Danny Smith and Ben South. If you lead from the second chair or you work with those who do, this is a place for you. We're glad you're here for conversations about the church, ministry, life, and how we can serve better for God's kingdom. Welcome back to another episode of the Chair 2 Leaders. I am Danny Smith alongside Ben South and we are glad that you are joining us today, Ben. How are you there in the great state of Arkansas?
1: Things are going well in Arkansas. Actually, the weather's kind of mild this week, and so it's not too bad. Warmish days, cool nights, which are some of my favorite ones. So, it's, That's it's nice a lot here. Of fun.
0: A lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a little frigid out this way. We had snow and ice the last uh, day or two, but again, overall, I can't complain. It's uh, it, it is the the Mountain West for a reason. So. Can't complain about that. You've been in a conference though, I, I think for the last couple of days. So are you are you feeling particularly energized today and ready to uh, how did the kids say it Spout some truth bombs or something? I, you know, bombs?
1: M- maybe so. So if I if I say something that, you know, I heard, I'll try to give full credit to where I heard it so I'm not plagiarizing anything. That's kind of a big deal. That's one of um, the big deal these days. So. <laughs> it is. We try not to do that. Yeah, we had yeah. our state evangelism conference the last couple of days. And so I just got in from that. But glad to be back in the office. So now I've got to make up for the time I was out. And that's kind of how ministry goes. When you are getting ready to be gone for a few days, you have to work harder the days ahead. To prep and then when you are gone for a day or two you've got to work harder when you get back to catch up it's it's not like the work just gets done on its own so you know you kind of have to double up some when you get back into the office and um, cover some of the ground that you may have not covered at the time you normally cover it I'll say it that way.
0: Yeah that's right yeah it's always tough but I'm glad you got to go that's always good and beneficial and I'm excited though today we uh, have a a guest on and uh, I've known uh, Tyler Bass now for Oh, goodness, uh, probably 10 years or so, maybe even a, a little bit longer than that. But Tyler Bass serves out at uh, Second Baptist Church, their Dreambriar campus. I'll let him share more about that. But, you know, being, you kind of hit on something that I think a lot of us deal with, and that's, you know, really adjusting, being flexible. Um, you know, it, it's one thing to go away for a couple of days, uh, even before we started recording. Uh, you were talking about even um, going overseas a couple of years ago for some stuff. So there's a lot of flexibility in ministry. Um, if we've said it once, we've probably said it uh, a dozen times on here that flexibility is kind of the name of the game. And I thought, you know what? Tyler Bass knows about flexibility and ministry, and we thought we'd bring uh, Tyler in, and we could just talk about that, and, and maybe even Tyler uh, talking about serving in your hometown, because uh, that's where you're at now. So welcome to the podcast, and so glad you're here. And why don't you just jump in and maybe tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're serving at and all that good stuff.
2: Well, I appreciate you guys having me on today. And uh, so... Um, Yeah, I am currently the Associate Minister of Worship and Students uh, at Second Baptist Church at our Greenbrier campus. I got hired on uh, back in April. Um, In fact, Easter Sunday was my very first day on the job. Uh, So kind of a chaotic day uh, to, to start out, but it was a fantastic time and I've been here since then. Um, at our Green Bar campus, uh, leading worship, and recently stepped into the student minister uh, role as well. And so, um, over the last seven years, I was a student pastor here in, in Conway, um, at a local church. And I know, you know, that's you don't really take people from other churches, but. Um, <laughs> it was one that me and my family we we prayed over and it just was the perfect move because I was able to go back to my hometown and serve Um, especially I've got four kids um, and we do everything in Greenbrier and it was just one of those moves that just made sense as a whole on all different levels and so um, yeah like I said I got four kids 12 10 7 and 5 and so you're extremely busy all the time going somewhere doing something so when you say talking about flexibility um it's definitely flexibility in life not just ministry and uh, but it's a good thing
0: yeah and you know i mean that's right out of the gate just a great thing to talk about is life and ministry you know a lot of times we just tend to think in terms of ministry we tend to think in terms of what that schedule calendar so being mentioned you know being back from a conference and it's not just catching up there, if you've been away for a day to the home, you know there's something waiting for you at home. I've always found that uh, if I went away for anything, one of the kids got sick, and you know, so you came back to a wife that was ready for you to kind of help out a little bit, and uh, you know, one of the cool things, you mentioned starting on Easter Sunday, so describe what that was like, because so Second Baptist primarily, uh, is it is it okay to say the main campus is in Conway? Is that kind of how you phrase West, West it. Conway.
2: Yeah, West we call it the West Conway campus, and so okay. uh, that would be the main campus in and, and Greenbrier.
0: And so, did, did the campus itself launch on Easter Sunday, and you started that, so what was that like?
2: No, so on Easter Sunday, we had a, first off, we had Easter at the Expo. Uh, we've done that the last few years, and so all of our members uh, we don't. We usually have three services on our, our West Conway campus and and one in Greenbrier, but all of our services met together at the Expo Center here in our town, and just a phenomenal time where everybody was together, um, and so over a thousand people showed up, and it, it was just it was fantastic. But that day was when the big push for our Greenbrier campus went out. We had our promo video and just kind of telling about the campus who I was. Nobody had a clue who I was at that time. Uh, so it got to share, you know, David was going to be out there. I'm, I was going to be out there leading worship. And uh, so that was just kind of the, the kickoff Sunday. Um, and so, uh, but in Greenbrier, we have, uh, our, um, uh, our, our school mascot is the Panther. And so I was able to get a massive Panther head, the, the football tunnel that we were at. So we had that. So it was just a big push on Easter Sunday for our new uh, launch coming up in August. And so
0: And you go into it with a job description of worship ministry. Yeah. And just a few weeks ago, maybe maybe a few months ago now, maybe not quite that long, that last line that says uh anything else you know necessary for the church and you're living that out so the line about 13. <laughs> that. That's right, line 13 that we all just gloss over. Uh talk about what that's been like to go. Okay, you came in uh sort of with this role, but now been approached and it wasn't certainly from you know talking with you. I, I know uh we, we've had josh on before that Uh, I know they talked with you about, but what was that like to go, okay, I need to add another hat, you know, four kids super busy already just with life. So what was that like to add that second hat?
2: So for me over the last seven years, I've really gotten to understand that line 13 other duties. Um, And so we're, we're ministers. And so we have a job. Yes. But that job encompasses so many different things that has to be done on a weekly basis. And so, over the last few months, uh, well, actually about a month and a half ago, our student minister um, took another job down in Atlanta doing something that he's, he is loving. And so the the position for student minister of Second Baptist come open, and um, I was helping um, at the time. I was in Greenbrier helping. I was occasionally in Conway. Um, and when that opened up, I just kind of filled that role to, to be there with the students. And as we were trying to find a, a student minister for both campuses, it just made sense to leadership that, okay, Tyler's already doing it. He's done it for seven years. Um, and if, if and that was the thing, they approached me and said, okay, I, we're going to offer you this if you think you can do it. If you have the bandwidth, if you have the time to be able to do that, then, uh, then it's your job if you want it. And so, like I said, I was already there. I was I was helping with the students. I was at student activities already. And my, my seventh grader is in the, the student ministry as well. So it was just a role that just added a just one more step of, of planning uh, for the week. But it's something that I've enjoyed and, and I love. So,
1: Which is something probably most Chair 2 leaders are going to experience is that most likely you've got dual responsibilities there's maybe one that's primary one that's secondary so for you is the worship area more of a primary responsibility and this is secondary or are they a 50 50 split because i know when i was hired i'm education and missions officially and i'm like a it was described a 70 30 split at that time so how does that work out in your responsibility areas
2: um i would definitely say the worship is my primary because the worship encompasses planning Sunday set. I mean, Sunday services and not only just the, the worship side of things and but all the different elements of what Sunday goes on to. You know, I have a, a conversation about that, whether it's you know we're throwing in Lord's Supper this week we're we're doing this announcement this week. And so all those different elements goes into uh, my planning on for Sunday service. And so I would say that is my main role. Um, Sunday evenings are when we do students. Um, And as soon as we hire our our new student minister, we will work together for that that position. He will be in Conway still. I will be in Greenbrier, but he will be the student minister as a whole for a second.
1: Yeah, and I think with all especially chair two people, you're going to have multiple hats that you wear in a lot of ways. And there's going to be some weeks that you've really got to balance those. Because there's most weeks, especially if you're doing worship week in and week out, that Sunday deadline is coming. You can't push that off till Monday if it's not ready. Uh, sometimes with student ministry, maybe you can push some stuff or some planning down the road. But then there come those weeks in student ministry or if you're doing children's ministry or any other when it's like, okay, this is go week for this, when it's camp week or when it's uh, mission project week. That becomes the high priority that week. Yet, when you're doing that, you still have to do the Sunday deadline for worship. (laughs) And so there comes that struggle of how do I balance it sometimes on those when it's maybe say it's go week for both areas of ministry focus. Um, What are some ways you have in the past maybe balanced that? Uh, You've got experience in other churches kind of having dual roles and wearing multiple hats. And now you do where you are. Uh, What are some ways you've balanced that?
2: Um, so I'm going to tell on myself, uh, right now, I am a procrastinator by nature. I have my entire life. Uh, high so school, I was, I'll
1: tell you this. One of my themes on that is if it wasn't for the last minute, nothing would ever get done.
2: Right. So, right. Yeah. I,
0: I feel like I'm among kindred spirits at this point. So this is I, really
2: nice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, high school through college, it was, I was, you know, cramming last minute to, uh, you know, study for tests or write a paper, and I wrote my best papers at midnight, starting at midnight. So, um, I am a procrastinator by nature. So, over the last several years, I've really had to learn or had to learn how to be a planner. Um, and so, if if you look at uh, my planner and planning chart that I have, I, I have it broken down into each day of the week, what I'm doing on those days, how long. Uh, And so I have to stick to that, or I know on Friday when I'm supposed to be off work or Saturday night, I'm, I'm trying to cram in for Sunday morning. And so I really have to sit down and like you said, balance out my days according to, okay, I can do this. I can get all this done on, on Monday, on Tuesday. I know I'm going to have a meeting or two, you know, I, and so just balancing my week that way, just planning Here's when student ministry planning is going to happen. Here's when worship ministry planning is going to happen. And those big events that we have like Easter or uh, a student camp or whatever that, that is, um, I know in advance, this is coming up next month. So I've got that on my radar so I can start planning, okay, here's something that I need to plan for a month out, two months out. And so, so that's kind of what I've had to teach myself to do over the last several years.
0: You know, I'm a firm believer in in Tyler, you know, uh, talking about the multiple roles back years ago, we served for just a little bit together on staff. And um, it was, I think your job description was like six pages long or something like that. You just did a little bit of everything. And so um, you and I both know, and, and Ben, we've talked about it too, just that idea of planning, making sure of having, one thing I have found helpful is just having, I need that really hard nosed administrator um, to help me with that. And in smaller churches, sometimes that's your, you know, finance chairman, that's your deacon chairman. That's, you know, maybe just a lay person in the church that loves you and they want the best for you and they really want to push you and help you. And so it's definitely good to have somebody, but yeah, with with those multiple roles, you've got to keep everything uh, really lined out. So, Talk about that family element to it as well, about how you communicate with your wife and kids about, because I know you coach your son's baseball team. And um, and and really what's fun is, uh, I'll tell on you a little bit, if you go to Greenbrier, I have never met anybody that didn't know Tyler Bass or his dad, Tim Bass. Um, but I think they all love your mom the best. But that's still, that's yeah. it they, uh, so you you are involved, you are engaged, and I know your family is too, so talk about that family element, how you communicate with them
2: well. Well, you know, like you said, I, I am involved in, in my kids' stuff. I, I coach uh, one of my son's baseball teams. Uh, right now, I'm currently coaching two of my sons in basketball, a first-grade team and a fifth-grade team, and then not to mention my daughter that plays volleyball and school basketball, so we are every single night have something going on. And so uh, there are weekends that my wife is going one way, I'm going another way, or, you know, vice versa. And so um, it it has been a challenge through the years to say, okay, we have this on the calendar for, you know, small groups, we're going to take the students, this, this event, you know, and just being open and honest. And, um, there, I'm not going to lie. There's been times where I've completely dropped the ball and forgot and you know, had to tell my wife last minute, Hey, I, I've got to go to this thing, this meeting i completely forgot about. And she's stuck at home, you know, cooking dinner for four kids and, you know, her parents are coming over, you know, whatever that, that scenario is. And so, um, I, I try well in advance to, you know, put that on our, our family calendar and say, Hey, this is what we've got going on or plan out the the week you know on on sundays we have this we kind of sit down before we go to bed and say all right here's what the the week's gonna look like here's our our basketball days here's practice here's you know small groups and um so just having i mean just conversations all the time about what's coming up
1: but even in that there are those moments like you know this week we had our schedule worked out because i was at the conference yesterday evening and My son was supposed to take my uh, younger son to his basketball practice and my wife was going to take my daughter to her volleyball practice and then my son got sick and couldn't go. It's like, okay, I'm out of town. (laughs) I can't come back and I don't have a car with me. I can't drive back. So there's even those moments when you just kind of have to figure out, okay, we're going to make the best of it today with what we can and how we can go through this and just get by and we're going to start a new day tomorrow.
2: Yeah, and we are very blessed. To my family is close, and so if things like that happen, and or you know the the emergencies in ministry that happen, where I just kind of have to drop and go to to see a student or a, a church member, and um, you know those those times where it's not the the fun part of our jobs, you know those moments happen, um, and so we are blessed that we have other other church members or our family, or even on some cases, her parents will drive two hours because they know that we've got something big coming up. And, um, and so just having people around you that know ministry and my wife kind of went into it with that expectation of these things could happen and, uh, we've got to be open. And even though it it stinks sometimes, and it's not what we want, it, it still happens. And so, um, you know, that's, we are, like I said, we're blessed to have people around us that that can be there in those moments.
0: So Tyler, talking about having the Greenbrier campus where, you know, here you are, you're the worship leader and, you know, working with students and, you know, Greenbrier for a lot of people don't know, I mean, this is kind of a growing town. This is, you know, I, I would even hesitate to say small town anymore for maybe what it was when you were there growing up. And so it's definitely, there's a lot going on. And even though mileage wise, it's not too far to West Conway, goodness, traffic wise and everything else. So what, what has that been like to go and okay, wear multiple hats for a multiple campus church? Um, what are some of the, um, you know, I don't want to say uh, downsides of that, but, but what are, what are some of the things you've had to work through just with that?
2: Um, just being in two different locations is what you're saying.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, kind of, threading that line of here here's a staff that split them on two different locations and you're wearing multiple hats at the same right. time
2: well the the thing that our, our pastor Josh King is very good at we are one church two locations um, and when we say one church we have we have one goal. Uh, as a church, and we, the two campuses, we follow that goal or that vision, uh, whatever the event is. If we're going to work together to accomplish that that one thing, and so it's not West West Conway doing one thing and Greenbrier doing another. Um, we are we were on the same page page at all times. Um, And that's from every single meeting that we have each week. We have a different meeting, uh, whether it's alignment, making sure we're on the same page or a worship team meeting or a student team meeting or the pastors and ministers uh, getting together. We're all the time communicating and making sure that we're on the same page. And if we have any differences uh, we we figure that out before we leave that meeting. And once we leave the meeting, we're on the same page. And uh, that, that's what I, I love about this staff uh, and the staff family, um, that we work very well together. And that that's what it takes uh, to do two campuses, because, you know, say I'm out one week, you know, someone else has to step in and, and take care of my role, uh, whether it's sickness or I'm just on vacation. They have to know kind of the ins and outs of what We're doing there, and if it's similar, if we have the same vision, same goal in mind, then it's very easy to step into that role,
0: yeah. Just and it's leadership 101, right? You're pushing in the same direction, Absolutely. you are on the same page. You know, it's not about Tyler building his ministry and Brandon Greenbrier, and you know, yeah, Josh I'm building ministry it. and Brandon. You, you guys are together on the same page and working together, and you know, that I think is good for any chair to leader. And, and being, you know, you're you're a long-term chair two leader there central, you know, those seasons and those times where maybe everybody's doing their own thing. And like you said, Oh, Ben's out. Somebody has got to step in. So I, it's a great reminder to me just to keep people on the same page, that team effort in ministry. I've not always done well. Um, I've not even always known how to do that. Um, But in the last few years, it's just become such a big part and to see God's uh, so I think our call is to be faithful, right? Our faithful in our call, um, faithful to serving as a good steward on staff of that church. So if you're like Tyler and it's multiple campuses, or maybe you're in a small church and you're the chair one, two, three, and four leader all together, it is being faithful. And then as you're faithful, God brings fruitfulness out of that. And I think that's, that's what you're seeing as you guys are faithful together in that call. And I love that togetherness that you talk about. I think sometimes there's a misnomer that multiple campuses, well, how do you do that? That's just two separate churches. But like you said, it was one church. We're pushing in the same direction and that's producing fruit in life and ministry for all y'all.
2: Yeah. Yeah, It's, it's definitely a a challenge sometimes, but you know, when done right, when leadership is like it is here, um, it, it works just like it should. That's awesome.
1: Now, Tyler, you have come back, you served, you grew up in Greenbrier where you're serving now, but you kind of left for a little while, went to, I guess Greenbrier would be considered the suburb of Conway if, you know, if you want to call it that, but so you kind of left hometown a little bit. And we just really lost
0: a, all our Greenbrier listeners when you said that, they just checked <laughs> out. <came>
1: sorry, <laughs> no offense to those in Greenbrier. Um, but you know, Greenbrier still, people in Greenbrier come to Conway all the time. Uh, it's it, You come to Conway for everything, so there's still kind of one large community, but you've now, you were serving in town for a while, but now you've moved back to the town where you graduate high school, you grew up, you live, people there know you, has that affected the way you're able to minister there because that's for a lot of chair two leaders and many that's not the case there's some that just kind of grow up in the church stay there and they never leave the community but most of the time for a lot of leaders we're in a community that's not where we grew up um what has coming back and serving specifically in there how has has that presented some specific challenges or maybe some you know made some things easier for you
2: it's definitely made it easier for for me and not only in ministry but our family life too uh, being in Conway and not in Greenbrier, um, as, as, a student minister over the last few years, as my family has gotten older and what they're doing in Greenbrier, it was getting harder and harder for me personally to serve in Conway and also be in Greenbrier with my family. And so when I would have to be at student events in Conway, I'm kind of missing out on some things in Greenbrier and, uh, it was just getting harder and harder. And now with my, my kids stuff, wherever my kids are at, I can minister there. Um, And I'm not having to go multiple places on multiple nights and um, the family, the entire family can come with me. And it's just uh, the the conversations that can be had just because I'm out wearing a second shirt or, you know, however that looks, Um, I'm getting to go to more student stuff being in my hometown and serving in my hometown. And there's just something to to be said about uh, worshiping where you live. Um, And honestly, since we've started Second Greenbrier, I've I've seen so many more uh, people that have have embraced that and have started moving from Conway because, hey, they want to worship where they live. And, you know, our West Conway campus had so many Greenbrier folks already, um, and it just made sense for them to move out there as well and to serve and invite people to a, a church in their own community um, that they can worship together with. For me, it's made it so much easier. And
1: what about the aspect of reaching out to your community? Has that, you know, because you know the town, people know you, you graduated there, you know, there's the family dynamic that sure. Yeah. It's going to be a lot easier if you're all in that one community and worshiping there, but has there been any kind of pushback? Oh, you're Tyler. I knew you when you were in high school. I mean, does, does, does that help? Does that hinder? How has that impacted your ability to minister maybe by being where you grew up?
2: I mean, I I was definitely fortunate enough to uh, have good relationships in my town, Um, whether it was at uh, previous churches that I was at or um, just, you know, following my dad around when I was a kid, you know, in the summers, where helping him work or throughout the schools. And a lot of my former teachers are now um, principals and, you know, former friends are now principals. And, and so um, the, it, it had, it's been pretty easy um, coming back um, just because of those relationships. I, I, growing up, like I said, my family was, um, I was very fortunate to have a, a, a good family and uh, they had me in church. And so um, I wasn't ever really a troublemaker, I guess you can say. And um, so I didn't, Burn those bridges and have to come back and uh, mend them, and so um, coming back, it it's been good because I've had good relationships uh, with the people in the town and with the business owners and with um, teachers and faculty, and so. I mean,
0: there are uh, there are folks that are scared to go back to their hometowns. So I was talking to um, a pastor probably a month ago now, maybe six weeks ago, and he had the opportunity to go back to a church. Um, in his hometown. He was super nervous about it, not because he was a bad kid, not because he has a terrible reputation, but just not the greatest memories of high school, not the greatest memories of some other stuff. And and so that was a lot to overcome. So I think, you know, sometimes we forget, you know, being in your hometown can, can be a great blessing like it is. And, I, you know, I, I want to speak freely for just a moment. I, I think that you are well loved. Uh, you know, uh, I, I see people when, you are mentioned and, you know, your whole family, you and your wife and your kids, people just light up. You, you bring so much encouragement to people. And so it's a great, great thing. And and it is tough for some folks to go back. Maybe they feel smothered by it. Maybe they feel, you know, trapped by some things that may have happened there. And so I'm glad that it's worked out. And I think if there are chair two leaders that are listening to this, that, that even if it is a situation where like, I've got to go back, I'm not sure it's going to turn out. Um, you know the Lord brings healing and the Lord brings redemption in those situations, and well, you know not to let that hang over yet.
2: And, and I think one of the keys to that is going back to you know, my hometown. It wasn't about me going to Second Baptist or Second Baptist coming to town. Uh, we're coming there that we can serve our community, and that that's the big thing that. Um, it, as I came back to Greenbrier that I wanted to be able to do is to get, have outreach in our community and get into the schools where the students are, uh, and to, um, just, I mean, as, as a follower of Christ, our role is to reach others for the gospel. And, and so if that's, that's my goal and it's not anything to do with what I'm doing up on stage on a Sunday morning or on a Sunday night with the students. It, it's not about that. It's about reaching those in our community. And if we take that uh, approach to things, yeah, like you said, God, God will bring healing. Um, and so I know it's, it's hard sometimes. And for me, it wasn't as, as hard as most, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's our view as we go into that and our approach as we go into that.
1: Man, that's a great word Tyler on that. What I would say to our listeners don't neglect the possible opportunity of ministering where you were raised where you grew up if God opens that door it could be a great opportunity to just see him work in new ways um, and even if there is you know a history there, a, a bad history, or, you know, a, a reputation maybe you've got to overcome because you weren't living for Christ at the time. But what an opportunity, even for God to show redemption through that uh, to your community. There's a great, great opportunity and just a blessing that could come from that.
0: What's really cool is I saw Tyler this past week. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I saw where your daughter sang with you yeah. this past week. So, I think that's even cool now that you're looking at another generation of that vast family, the faithfulness and, and you and your wife, Jordan, both have faithful parents and believers there. And so how neat to share that with your hometown that, Hey, here's yeah. my daughter singing with me now. What a, what a glorious thing. We've involved our kids in ministry now that they've gotten a little bit older and it's just so much fun. It just makes ministry that much more sweeter when you involve
2: them. Yeah, absolutely. I- definitely a a proud dad moment. My daughter, you know, on a few different cages has sang with me and little things in school talent shows or um, she, you know, she sang at her, her grandmother's funeral last year. And um, but this is the second time that she's gotten on stage at uh, second with me. And last time she was just up there and just singing in the background and a couple of weeks ago I told her I said hey you've got the lead on this song you're going to take it and you're going to do great and I mean she was extremely nervous even Sunday morning she was uh, a hundred questions but uh, when it come down to it she did a fantastic job and uh, it was, I mean I'm tearing up just thinking about it because it, I was very very proud and uh, just to see her up there and Uh, we actually had a, a, one of our other ladies, uh, her daughter was up on stage with us. And so if we can mold that next generation, like you said, it's, uh, it's a powerful thing.
1: Absolutely. Man, Tyler, we appreciate you joining us this week on Chair 2 Leaders. Is there a way our listeners could get in touch with you or follow you on social media, or if if they wanted to reach out to you?
2: Um, Yeah, I've got a a Facebook account. You can follow me on, uh, on there or um just reach out to me at the church. Uh Tyler B at my second dot family. Um and yeah, that's the best two ways.
1: All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Danny, any last words before we go this week?
2: No,
0: I, I think this is good stuff to kind of sit and think about and uh just be encouraged by um whether it's multiple halves back in your hometown or not, flexibility is the name of the game and the Lord uses that. So yeah, Tyler, I enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Yep,
1: yeah. Yep. Well, thanks for joining us. Tyler, thanks for listening in this week. Make sure you like us and uh, rate and review and follow all wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on social media so you can keep up with new posts coming out. And we hope to catch you next time.
0: You've been listening to Chair 2 Leaders. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest updates. And make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to Chair 2 Leaders wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening.